kids, but they get kids anyway. But you don't know if you want them or not? Yeah, I don't. Oh. Because uh, there's some thoughts that say, oh, that's more responsibility. And then there's some thoughts that say, hey, you're spreading, you know, you bring more people, more souls into this world. God. But if it's for God, wouldn't he just do it anyway? So the thoughts are telling you all that about it? Yeah. And are you listening to the thoughts? No, I just ignore it. Oh. But it, it, uh, they, they confuse you about if you want them or not? Yeah, because I get the question all the time, and then I think some people say you should go to a doctor and, and, you know, speed things up. But then I think, God, <laughs> would God do that to me? Like, have me go to doctors to... About 30 his, seconds, just His devices should work, right? He's a creator, so... From now you'll be too old. You're actually alive. Not to me though, is it? I just carry on having sex with my wife. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with us. You can get involved by going to our chat line on the YouTube channel there and with your questions or comment. And Hake will um, will let me know accordingly. And you do your super chats at buymeacoffee.com slash jesse slash jlp talk. Buymeacoffee.com slash jlp talk. All right, good morning, y'all. Good morning. How's everybody? Amazing. Yeah. Um, any questions? Anybody had a life? Yes, sir. Uh, it's my first time here. Well, welcome, man. I introduce myself. Hey, everyone. It's my first time here. My name is Aaron, and thank you for having me. I'm grateful right to be here. Thank you. Um, I wanted to do something a little different this morning, and I forgot to mention to Sean, he's going to tell you about a story that we did not get a chance to play on the air Friday, but we'll, we'll show you the video on Monday. Um, can you, are you able to tell us about that? Yeah, I could, I could, okay. I could try. I mean, it's it's a little difficult without like the imagery of, right. of what, but I could, I could try. I'm sure some people have heard of. Uh, this is one time you could use your brains. Uh, you can think, <laughs> because we don't have a video here. Okay. So I'm sure some people have heard of Plato. And speak uh, up loud, clear. Uh, yeah, I'm sure some people have heard of uh, Plato. Yes, sir. Right. Uh, philosopher, way back in the day. And uh, he wrote a book called Republic, and in that book, he has this short story about a cave. It's called The Cave, or The Allegory of the Cave. And so, basically, if you can picture a couple people in a line in a cave facing the end of the cave, like a big wall at the end Look, of the cave. There's a long like entrance, but they're, a bunch they're facing of people inside in line, the cave, right? facing the wall like this. Just like that, yeah. And so the entrance to the cave, or the exit to outside, is behind you. And so if there was a big fire behind Jesse shining that way, he would only see his shadow on the wall in front of him. And if, if other people were to put, you know, caricatures, images between him and the fire, he would just see the, sh the shadow of figures, you know, trees, animals, other people on the wall. And he would, if he lived his whole life in that position, he would think that those images are real, like the shadows on the wall. 
he would think, oh, that's all I know. Those must be real, those trees, those animals. And so the, the, the idea is that if one person... Don't, were, they, have a, don't they have you chained down right, to? They have, your, they, have, they have me chained down, chained all of us. Chained to the floor, your all neck chained so that you can't move your, move your head. And so if one person were to become um, unchained, if they were to become free, they would stand up, they would see that their whole life they've been looking at these shadows on the wall. They would, you know, get up, turn around, they would exit the cave, they would see the outside world, they would see all those images for what they are, which is just illusions, and then eventually they would go up all the way to the entrance, they would see the outside world, they'd see the trees, the pond, the sun, and it might be shocking at first, you know, their eyes aren't, aren't adjusted to the light, so, um, but once they get used to seeing that, the real world, for what it is, um, going back into the cave would be uh, quite the experience because the people who are still chained there would look at them like they're crazy. He would be saying to them, look, like you're, you're still just seeing shadows on the wall, and they'd say, no, what I'm seeing is real. Like They'd still be convinced that what they're seeing is reality. Um, and then eventually they, they'd get so angry at that person that they'd try to put him to death, basically, you know? For, for, for speaking the truth. Right. He tried to convince, try to shake him awake, like, no, like, seriously, what you're seeing on the wall isn't reality. I just, I just went there, I just saw it. What you're seeing isn't true. And um, they'd get angry at him. That's the, that's the basic story of it. There's a little more to it, but that's pretty much it. It is every human being on this side of heaven. Every human being is locked in a cage and don't know it. And all they see are shadows and they think that those shadows are real. And then if you tell them that they're not real, you become the enemy. That's why they killed Christ, because he told them they were living in prison. They were seeing shadows, they were not seeing reality. And every human being is like that. Some are starting to wake up to it and overcome, but most are not. And then those who are waking up, they're being hated by their family members, They've been hated by their spouses. They've been hated by their friends, everybody, because they can't see that one person that woke up, they, they don't believe you. They think you're the enemy. They think because you don't see like they see, they see things anymore, they say something wrong with you and not them. Every human being that lives in their imagination, that's what you're doing. You have believed that your thought, the thought you're having are truly yours. And the last thing you want to overcome are this, is this illusion that you've been living. No one can take it away from you. If God came down and brought Jesus and all his disciples with him, and they were witnesses that you were living in a cage, you wouldn't believe it. You won't believe it. You believe thoughts and emotions. That's all you believe. Even though it's pure hell in there, the shadows align to you. There's no real happiness in them at all. You still live for them. I know this. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I say that. But anyway. <laughs> but. Um, I know some people who moved away from California and they went to a red state 
and they thought that they were going to be happy in the red state. They're, they they still have fear. They're, they're worse off now than they were before they left California. The state is nice, they say, but they still have the same arguments, the same fears, the same doubts. It's like they still live in California. So I asked them, what did you think was going to change when you left? Because wherever you go, you're there. Where you can go to heaven, and if you see that living here, you're still in hell. The environment is not about the environment. It's what's in you. It's what's in your mind. It's what you believe. Isn't that crazy? And most people love being locked up. They really, really do. Because you tell them, why don't you do the silent prayer so you can watch and come out of it? Oh, I had to go to work. Oh, I forgot. Oh, I did this, right? You give them the key to overcoming. Why don't you go and forgive? Oh, I might hurt a feeling. I don't want to hurt a feeling. An inmate don't want to hurt another, hurt another inmate's feeling. You can be free, but you don't want to. You really, really can. And what I would advise that out there and here you start doing is cutting back on so much activity. You got too many activities going on. And when you start to wake up, you're not going to believe how unnecessary those activities were. All you're doing is running from you. And then all you're doing is piling up activity so that you don't experience the pain of being locked away. You don't need all the activities. You really, really don't. But the ego, the mind tells you that you do need it. Isn't that amazing? You really don't need it. You'll be surprised what you can do without. And you'll save money, you'll save time, you'll save argument. You'll be more aware of what you're doing. You'll get more done and have time wasted. Which won't be wasted because you'll be living in time, not outside of it. Just think about the stuff y'all do in the daytime. You could have been at home suffering and dying from the ego. But the devil make up excuses for you and you think it's you. Isn't that amazing? But we're going to show that video tomorrow. And it, this guy, they, they unchanged one guy that wanted to break away. And it was difficult for him to go all the way to the top. But he did go a little outside the wall and that felt nice. And then he went through another wall. That felt nice. And he finally went outside and saw the light. He could not believe it. He could not believe it. And that's what's going to happen with you when you, when you truly see the light. It's going to be interesting living a life with, without thinking. And then you notice that life is still working. Like, what the? <laughs> and it's working better than what you can even imagine when you stop thinking. You can live a no-thought life. There's a voiceless voice. There is a light that will guide you. Amazing, huh?
Anyway, I saw in your hand. Yes, sir. I love that uh, the analogy. Uh, so deep. Another, yeah. another deep Wait thing. Wait until we see the video. You see the image of it. It's really amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another deep thing about it is um, the people that were turned away from the light, the light actually created the shadow. So when you're turned away from the light, it creates the shadow. So that's another interesting point. Um, so God designs these mysteries in creation in order to show us the way. What do you mean by that? So, for instance, oh. if you're turned away from light, you cast a shadow like your shadow is right there. So turning away from the light, which is turning away from the Father, yeah. means a shadow Absolutely. is created. Absolutely. It's so unfortunate, too. It really, really is. Because we are all free and don't know it. You, just think about that. You really are free. You're not guilty of anything. You're not neither wrong nor right. You're not uh, none of the things that you think you are. You're not even a Christian. The idea of being a Christian is just an idea, and then you try to live up to what you think Christianity is, and based on what everybody said, that's not doesn't work. There's no one that's trying to live a Christian life living it. They're not living it. And when you slow down and allow this thing to die, you're going to see what I'm talking about. Something else is driving you. And God knows that. That's why he doesn't, he doesn't give us pain. He doesn't cause us to be guilty. He doesn't blame us for anything. He already knows. Oh, oh, that reminds me. He already knows that we're free. I was watching this, uh, this movie called, uh, what is it called? What's that? The Chosen. And I really liked the movie. Now, you may not like it, so don't let the mind go crazy with you, right? But I liked the movie because it shows human beings in a fallen state. You know how fake and phony and nice everybody pretend to be and mean and whatever, right? It shows that, but it also shows when Jesus go around and waking up people you can see the difference. And you're going to see it in yourself, too. It's really, really a very interesting. And good. I don't know who put that together. I don't know if they intend, or maybe I just see it differently. I don't know. But whoever put that together, they have a little sense, for sure. Because they definitely show human nature, the fallen nature, in a way that you see every day about your everyday life. And then they show... Christ, you know, waking people up, and then the real person starts to live. The old person die, and the real person come alive. Still on the earth, still living their life. And then the ideas that we have about Christ is so far off, it's not even funny. And that's why you, you can't imagine Christ as being like you. Because you have this glorified idea about Christ. You can't even imagine Christ going to a party and having fun at the party. <laughs> he had fun at the party. He, he really did. <laughs> I never thought of Christ having fun at a party. But he had fun just like you can do. 
at, at the party and still live in a higher state of life. Really, but you can have fun. It's not going to be boring. Some people say, I don't want to be a Christian because it's too boring. That's because you're not a true Christian. It's just an idea. But Christ went to a party, especially a wedding. He had a lot of fun at a wedding. <laughs> he really did. And I think he has wine. <laughs> Made the wine. And he was not concerned about the people judging him for drinking the wine. Isn't that amazing? Because you know how normally if you drink wine and wine to Christians, they be wanting something really bad. You at the party, they want everybody drinking wine, having fun. And the Christian wants the wine. <laughs> but they're like, nah, I'm a Christian. They, they try to make you think that they're a Christian. So they won't drink the wine. And then, and then so if you drink it, they'll judge you. Oh, I thought you were a Christian. You're drinking wine. Christ, he didn't care about that. He, he, he didn't care. And the reason he didn't care, because he was one. He was whole. He was not divided. And when you are a whole person, your last concern is about the devil. You, you get the devil, no play. The devil inside of others. When you are a whole person, it's only when you are divided that you worry and concern about what others say or think or do or act, what they have or don't have. It's when you're a divided person. You're jealousy, you want strife, you try to hurt others. Because you're divided, a whole person would never do that because nothing is missing. You have a clear mind and you're just living your life without even trying to live your life. It works by itself. It really does. Life can happen by itself. As a matter of fact, you're crazy for trying to make life happen. Now, I don't mean like physical things. You want to go out and get a job, practical things, right? But don't even worry about that. Just go look for the job and take the job. And that's a tool you live by. But life happens on its own. I wish you could wake up. I really do. Because it's nothing like what you imagine. You can't, um, your thoughts, your mind cannot understand his ways at all. I have been reading that all my life in the Bible that our thoughts are not God's thought. His ways are not our ways. Our mind cannot comprehend. I clearly know what that means now. Your thoughts 150 degrees away from God's. Everything you think is a lie. It really is. Yes, uh, did I see your hand? And that's all here, too. Yeah, so what you were talking about earlier, um, finding things to get into to distract yourself. I used to listen to so much music and radio. I mean, I'd have two or three radios on in my one-bedroom apartment. And I'm kind of listening to all three. And it uh, sounds kind of crazy, but, you know, music over it there. It is crazy. News. Not sounding crazy? Yeah. That's insanity. So, and you crazy know, people are insane. Thank you, thank you. Anyone that has anger, anger is crazy, and insane. Cause you're right. Why would you have a, the TV on in one room, <laughs> the radio on in another room, and another radio on in the other room in the kitchen and everywhere? I know families like that. They have TV in the kitchen, in the bedroom in the living room, 
And so every room they go through, the TV is on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so actually what was happening for me during that, that moment, those moments, I was actually kind of bored because everything that I was listening to and watching was nothing. And then so I tried an experiment. I mean, even in my car, I, you know, I'd put music on and sometimes I'd be driving my car fast because I'm hopped up on it, right? And so I tried an experiment with nothing and it was, uh, it was literally shocking to me. And so I do that every once in a while. I just drive with no music. And then I watch the other crazy people driving with their music. I can hear their music loud and clear. And so I used to be that way. I kind of slowed down a little bit. But yeah, uh, people get hopped up on that stuff, just like what you were saying. I used to. It's because they don't know that they're running from something. You're in hell. You really are in hell. I used to work for a hospital and Sometimes I have to go up to the crazy floor where all the crazy, insane people are. And they be doing like weird stuff, talking to themselves, uh, doing all kind of weird things, right? And I used to say, wow, those people are so crazy. But I didn't know I was crazy too. <laughs> I thought I was sane. But I was living in the same hell that they live in. All they're doing is living in their head. And they are in a building on a floor called the crazy room, whatever they call it, Mita. Slight war, which means crazy war. <laughs> but I only thought that they were crazy because they walk around slobbing on themselves and, you know, doing crazy things, right? And so I would say that those people are crazy. But I had no idea that they were living in their heads, that I was living in mine, and I was as crazy as they were. Anyone that lived in their head, you're insane. You're crazy. That's where insanity is. It's an imagination. That's why we do crazy things when we live in our heads. Isn't that amazing? That's where the devil dwells. That's his home. Inside the imagination. To be afraid, to be nervous. I I counsel with some women this week, and they are living with their husbands, and they are miserable. I'm like, why don't you just leave? Because the man is never going to take you to where you want to be. He doesn't have it. But they are afraid of leaving him. I said to them, it's natural for a woman to want to be married and have a family. That's not an unnatural state. But if you were a man that can't provide, he trying to get something from you. He's trying to turn you into a whore. He can't take care of you. What's the purpose of it? You see, he has no love. Why stay with a man like, well, they say you're not supposed to break up. They lied to you. You married the wrong man, that's all. Just realize it and walk away. And walk away while he's not looking. Pat your back because he's going to beat you up when you try to go, right? Because he's going to be insecure knowing that you're leaving. And now he can't suck false life out of you thinking he has to because he's controlling you. So you need to pack up while he's sleeping or get him drunk or however. (laughs) But you need to get away from there. Why live with a man that don't have it and you're miserable? And then eventually you start having children, now the kids are miserable. But most people think you're not supposed to break up if you're married. That's another lie. And they're like, well, I mean, a promise to God. No, you made that promise to the devil. 
Because all people come to, together under the umbrella of hell because they're in their imagination. It's not real love anyway. It's not real love. So if it ain't working, before, especially before you make kids, leave. Don't be afraid. Leave. And, and you know what God's going to do when you leave? He's going to celebrate. <laughs> I'm glad they got out of that hell thinking that they had to stay there because they married under God, right? They didn't marry under God. If you married under God, it would be working. There's no pain in God. Zero pain. People who get married under God, they get together. They disagree sometimes, but there's no pain. There's no pain in love, real love. Only fake love has pain. And when you have real love, you don't need anything from anyone. You really don't. You go to a party, you have a party, and the party is over, you go home. Some people, when they go to the party, it's 2 o'clock, last call. They get the last glass of alcohol. And then after, at 2 o'clock in the morning, they want to go to somebody else's house and, and finish out the rest of the night partying. Anybody ever done that? I used to do that all the time. <laughs> after party. After party. Get drunk. It's like 2 o'clock, last call. Everybody get drunk. Now we're trying to figure out who house we're going to go to and party some more until 6 a.m. in the morning. Everybody living in the same asylum. Anyone that has fear, you're crazy. You're insane. Anyone that's shy, you're insane. Anyone that don't love one another as Christ loved us, you're insane. It ain't the other person, it's you. Anyone that doesn't treat one another the way you like to be treated, it doesn't matter. We all came from God. All of us came from the same guy, and we hate one another. Isn't that amazing? And we think we're better than the other one. No, no, we're that crazy and insane as the one we hate. Yes, Raymond. And then I come to you. <laughs> you can really live a sane life. Isn't that crazy? And it's right here. It's like right here, right now. And, and they talk about that in that movie. The kingdom of heaven is right here, right now. It's not over there. It's not up there. It's not behind you. It's right here, right now. If you came out of your insane asylum, you end up in the paradise. Yes, Raymond. About what you say about God, uh, Jesus willing to, uh, willing to par uh, party with us. It reminded me of what, of what the French philosopher Voltaire said about God. God is a comedian performing in front of an audience too frightened of him to laugh. And that's the big problem. Oh, that's deep. Yes. That is so true. Yeah. It's our fe uh, fear that keep, uh, keeps us from, know uh, from knowing and loving God, uh, God in the right way. When you come out of your cage... Your, your crazy, mad world, immediately you're free, then you should know the Father. And you're going to know him without having to say, I know the Father. Because if you say, I know the Father, it's just an idea. You're just going to know the Father. Who you don't know is the devil. You don't know the devil is driving you. And you call him God. <laughs> 
That's deep, Raymond. Right on. Yes, sir. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, did Jesus like ever get drunk? Like at all, or he just drank? I don't know for sure, but it's been said that some people thought he was drunk. Because he drank so many wine. In Israel, that's all they had anyway, because the water was bad for one reason. They, used not been able, they were not able to get good water, so they have a bunch of uh, wine trees, and they drink a lot of wine. But it's been said that he did drink wine, and some people thought he was drunk, but, you know, you can, your mind would tell you anything. You know, he could have just been having fun. And but he didn't like, like, and you know, if told you, them that he was drunk. But if he partied or whatever, <laughs> or with the, with the people, he didn't do it like in a, I guess you could say like a fallen state or a state where, where he's just like judging everybody. He's just there, just being there. Like if you invite Jesus over to, your, to a party. Repeat that. So like if someone invited Jesus to a party, he just would go with no feeling, just go and just hang out and just party, party it up. And if he drinks some wine and that's it. Yeah, don't put too much into that because you go out and get drunk and call yourself Jesus. <laughs> don't, don't put too much thought into that. I, I was because, just asking. I was just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Because you, when you're free, when you're free, you enjoy life, a party or fellowship or whatever you're doing, and you're not getting any form of identity from it at all. But the ones that are not free, they are having fun and they are getting all kinds of identity from it. They think they're the best one at the party. They think they can dance the best. They can sing the best. They dress the best. Yeah. <laughs> they get all kinds. They think they're the life of the party. You know what I'm saying? But when you're free, you could be at the party and just have fun at the party and not think you're the life of the party. It's not even part of your thought because it's no longer your nature. So don't put too much into it. I understand that. Like, I was also going to say too, like the identity thing. Like, I used to be like, I'm I'm a fan of sports, and I have like, I, but I used to be very like hardcore, and I would get mad, and I'd punch things, and yeah. <laughs> but like now, like I just uh, it happens. You know, you win or lose. I remember you saying that. Just have fun and just be there. Just you know. Yeah, that's a very good point. Can you imagine? You can't even enjoy a game without getting mad punching holes in the wall or getting mad at the other team if you lose or, or yelling and screaming and carrying on. And if you lose, like you own the team and you sit at home watching the game and you get mad. That's, that's identity. Have you overcome your, is this your first time? Uh, no, I was here uh, last, last uh, oh, Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Have you overcome your anger? Uh, no. And, and why not? Uh, well, I, I just realized, I've been realizing things about like forgiveness in, for even for a couple of years now, um, and just I really like I recently came on to you and I found you, and like a lot of things you said say like I've always thought this when I was younger, but I, I think when I was throughout the years I kind of changed like the way I I kind of conformed more to I guess identity and just keep every human being. Yeah, but when I was younger... Every human being has a false identity. Every, everyone. Isn't that amazing? And you're right. Have you, why haven't you gone forgiving your mother? Uh, well, I, I have. Oh, you have? Yeah. And yeah. so why do you say you have not overcome your anger? Well, I'm, I'm working... Uh, I'm like... Not, I don't get as angry as much. I really don't get angry. Uh, but I, every now and then I do. I have more fear now. Uh, I thought I didn't. <laughs> 
for a while, like I used to be like afraid, and then I I I thought being angry was the way to go. Right. So like I remember when I was like 18, I was just like I remember there was a point I could just go fight everybody and just try to get in fights, and I was a real jerk. But when I was young, I just was always the opposite, and so like I realized both are wrong, and or I, there's just not a good way to live. I, and, and what's your fear now? Um. I don't like the other day, like I, the things you say too. like, okay, I wake up some days. I don't want to go to work. Right. Like I'll just think, oh, it's going to be a bad day at work. Oh my God. Like, you know, I just think sometimes I'll think that. Yeah. And then for a while, like I would not even like want to go to work and I just, well, well, I wouldn't go to work. And then, so I try to get out of that because I was really dumb. You know, Are you a Mexican? Yeah. Oh, that's why you don't want to go to work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like, on the Hey, yeah, let's do it the Lord. No, I'm playing. Or the devil. No, I'm playing. Um, what's happening is you're sleeping in an unconscious state. When you go to sleep, you fall into dreams. You sleep in an unconscious state. I promise you, man, if you practice being aware all day, bring your mind back to the present. And then when you go to bed, be still and watch those thoughts. If you practice that and practice that, you go to go to sleep and you have perfect Rest. No, uh, that helps a lot, yeah. And then you wake up in the morning, and the devil would not have your thoughts. He already have your mind when you open your eyes. That's why you wake up with fear, because he's already talking to you, and you didn't see it. And you'll be able to get up, and you'll see yourself getting up. You'll feel the floor getting up. You, you won't be in your head thinking about rushing to work and all that. But you got to start doing the silent prayer. You got to stay with it. And eventually... The thoughts which are of the devil become weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker and weaker, and eventually he'll be gone, and you'll have perfect rest. Yeah, I have a a perfect example of that too. Like I have all things, certain things about. For a while, I was very, I was always paranoid when I was young, and uh, it's been a work in progress. I'm 28 now, so yeah. I'm kind of trying to get over all that. And it's it's like all of a sudden it's very like easy easy to get over all this stuff. Yes. Um, I'm just trying not to have judgment upon people. And I started to think this when I was like around like 25, 24, and I'm just like, but I never really questioned it. And now I'm really like questioning, like, ah, oh, what's the point of like being like that? Everyone's and when you say that everyone's the same, I'm like, like wow, like someone else. There's people that think like this. I never because all all of my friends don't think like this. And I started to tell my friends certain things like. Like, I'll work more because they complain about money and like that they need to work more. And, and I tell them just get another job because that's what I that's what I did. Right. You know, and and it was all they make excuses too. like uh, like my I have two brothers, like my middle brother doesn't want to work. But my younger brother is like, I'm trying to push him. I'm not push him, but just like get a job. If you don't want to then whatever, dude. Yeah. Let him suffer. Yeah. That's what I tell him. Because yeah. I, I, if I keep pushing him and I push my friends, I realize like I suffer and then I fight with them. So I stopped doing that. Like, yeah, don't push anyone. You know, the, the Christian has a bad habit of going out on the streets and saying, preaching to people, and they don't want it. All they want for you to give them a dollar. They don't want to hear you preaching. And I realize because we're not supposed to be doing that. If somebody wants the truth, they'll come to you. They will. But people on the street don't want the truth. That's why they're on the streets. But and so don't don't force anyone to do anything. If your brother don't doesn't want to work, don't give him a dime. Don't feel sorry for him. Just let him suffer. 
if you notice God, your brother doesn't want to go to work, God's not going to shake him and scare him and try to force him. You just let him suffer. We have to be the same way. But you're not going to be able to do that if you're in your head and you have all these emotion stuff going on. No, I like the, I like the whole emotion thing. And that even like recently I told, uh, I was the other day drinking with some buddies, right? We were just here, went to, we at a bar, we just were drinking. That's why you try to find out Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, now you can justify your drinking. Well, not even that, because I understand that too. Like, he to only had why He didn't drink tequila. He didn't drink. Because I understand to be present <laughs> is to like, just to be present. And if you have hell, like, yes. get, it, get over it. So I, I understand that. Yeah. yeah so I, that's why. I, but, but anyways, <laughs> but I even saw them. Like I told these guys too, because I'm also like, because I remember I was telling them something like, why you get so mad? And I was like, and it wasn't even, I wasn't even trying to preach nothing. I'm like, why you get so mad? And like, they're like, oh, why, what do you think? What do you mean? I'm, why you, you don't get mad about this, about a certain topic or something. And I'm like, I don't, I really don't right. care anymore. Because I, I used to, but. I just, you know, so I, I see, I see right. that. Yeah. Stay with it. Stay with it. Stay aware. Stay, if you want to be free, you got to stay aware. That's all it takes. And you're right. You find yourself overcoming some things, and then it get a little easier, and it get a little easier. And after a while, it just become a normal state of being. It will get easier, and it, you can't make that happen. I can't make it happen. It's the awareness it's the light of God that make it happen. And don't deny that you feel afraid. You're right. Don't deny it to yourself. Make sure you know that you feel it. And don't deny it. It will be taken away from you. It really will. Thank you. Amazing. Um, the young lady right here. Yes, ma'am. Are you over your fears? I think so. I think so. I mean, I had a lot of fear growing up since I was very, very young. Um, are we talking about fear just in general in life? or No, like when you wake up in the morning mm -hmm. and you're already nervous on the inside. You're already in your head thinking about what you're going to do and all that. Hmm. I, I would say I would... In, in, yeah, I was so a little bit there, yeah. And, <laughs> and, what? And why, why are your husband laughing? Because he knows me very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and do you understand now why you still have it? Because you still, you're falling to sleep. Somebody had a dream and they were asking me about this dream. I'm like, I don't know, that's crazy. <laughs> you know that was an insane dream. But anyway, they think you're from God. Uh, but uh, God is not in your dreams, right? Satan is in your dream. God is in your awareness. Mm. He's not in your dreams. And I think they get that from the Bible. One of the disciples say they had a dream or something. And so the person really think that God was asleep. I mean, the disciple was sleeping. And while sleeping, they had the dream. It's in the awareness. It really, life and everything is in the awareness. Go ahead. I would say, since I heard you, you talk about um, when you first get up, like feeling your toes, feeling your body, having your mind where your body is. Yeah. I've really been trying to do that and taking an extra couple of minutes before I actually get up. Because um, I, I would say the first, you know, the first half an hour is probably the hardest for me personally, for uh, like for the whole day. It, like the it first, would be the hardest, you say? Yeah, like I feel like I wake up and I'm in my thoughts, and I have to catch myself being yeah. in my thoughts, recognize it, keep my my body with my mind, and kind of overcome that. So I'm still kind of practicing that. Yeah. But as fear in general, it's gone. 
So. Do you ever get tired of working on yourself? Sometimes I Don't find you get it very tired exhausting. of working on yourself. I usually get tired. I'm like, I'm sick of this. Yeah. This is too hard. Yeah. <laughs> You get tired of working on yourself sometimes? Yeah, because sometimes I get caught off guard and I went through this a while back and I'm like, okay, I'm doing good. Like, I've, But then I have to realize that don't even analyze yourself as doing good or bad yeah. and just stay in the moment. So I catch myself thinking certain things and then I have to like bring myself back and say, don't think of yourself as good or bad right. and just exist in a sense. Um, but sometimes I think... Oh yeah, like you, you, you're overcoming, you're doing, and you think, okay, I'm, I'm all right, and then you get like smacked sideways out of nowhere, Absolutely. and then you're like, oh, this is so painful. But then you just have to like sit in it, and sometimes that's really difficult. And I'll come to Anthony and be like, I'm just sitting in it right now. Like this is really painful. Yes, give me like a few days. And the reason I ask that, do you get tired of work? I hear that a lot now. Mm -hmm. The people who are getting closer and closer to the light, mm -hmm. they're like, I'm tired of this. It's very draining. This yeah. pain is too much. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had never started. Yeah. It, 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 it like, looks like the people that are living in the hell seem like they're happy and not knowing that they're living in hell. Yeah. But they're not. They're really not yeah. happy about knowing. And so some people are like, I just want to stop. It's just too much. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, don't give up. Because it's the devil that's telling you it's too much. This is taking too long. It's too painful. You can't handle this. You need to stop. Where is God? Why is God taking so long? How come God, it's the devil telling you all those things, but you're in so much pain. It feels like you. Mm. It feels real, but it's not real. It's the darkness running away from the light. It doesn't want you to continue. Mm -hmm. So you stay with it no matter what. Yeah, yeah. And I just tend to just keep pushing, pushing through and try to not. And like when I'm in that state of trying to deal with something in particular, I'll just try not to analyze myself too much and just try and get through to the other side. That's right. Don't analyze it. Just yeah. see it. And I find as well, like not having too many like deep conversations. Like I'll say to Anthony, like, let's not let's put a pin in that and come back in like a few days or whatever, because I feel like I don't want to analyze anything. I don't want to have a deep conversation about anything that's important because I feel like I'm not in the space to 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 communicate properly or deal with it until Absolutely. I get through the pain. And I'm just like, don't judge me. <laughs> that's right. No, if, he, if, if you're like going through it and your yeah. husband want to have a deep conversation mm -hmm. about it. No, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. No, I want to quietly go through this. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. And it's going to blow your mind. Yeah. It really will. Even if you guys don't talk deep for a week, mm -hmm. you may want to be quiet just for a week to just quietly watch it and go through yeah. it, go to work. Because if you're always talking about it with someone, you get a, a false sense of validation about it. Mm -hmm. And that'll make you relax too, but that's not what you want. You want to overcome it without any outside help. Period. Yeah, I find that trying to just communicate that and just kind of say I, I, want, I need to be by myself a little bit more this week and kind of yeah. stay out of the way because it's very painful going through these 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 topics that you're trying to deal with and a lot of them are very like sensitive and like close to home so it's like you want to deal with it in the best way without affecting everybody else in the house. That's right. So I just find like, hey everybody, give me a few days, give me a week, I'll be I'll be back. Don't ask me if it's not important. Really don't talk to me, is what I, f I find. Because I don't want to affect everybody else around me, you know what I mean? No, that makes sense. Because some of these things are, like, really difficult, and I'm like, oh, like, I'd rather not deal with it. But at the same time, you just, like you said, you got to push forward yeah. and just hope that 
not too many more things are going to come up. But then again, I try not to think about it like that either because if it comes up, I'm just becoming more free as I go through each topic of whatever it is. Do you all understand that? Stop running from, running mm. from yourself. All you're doing is running with you. And if you are married and have a family, you don't want to be talking about this all the time with your family. You want to mope through the house, get the work done, the physical work done, but just quietly go through the pain because you do not want anyone to help you soothe the pain at all. In order to get to heaven, you got to go through this hell. And it ain't pretty. I'm telling you right now, when you really get serious about it, and it's only so painful because you think it's you. If you knew it was not you, it would be just like that. It would be over. It would be gone. But you think it's you because it's in the body. Mm -hmm. And all these voices in your head. So it is in there somewhere. Mm -hmm. But it's not you. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't want you to know that. But you will. You're climbing over the wall. And all these little demons try to push you back down on the ground. Mm. Like what Sean was talking earlier. One person was unchanged. And they went away. When I come back, they were attacked. Mm. They didn't believe it. But you do not want anybody to help you. Mm -hmm. I noticed that when I was really going through it, I used to attempt to talk to somebody about what I was seeing. And their response let me know they didn't see it. <laughs> just one little light. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I just stay quiet. But they're not going to understand. They're not going to understand what you're going through. Unless they're going through it too. They're serious about overcoming hell. Yes. I, I think that, um, lastly, I think sometimes I, uh, I think that I'm, I'm, fortunate in, I'm fortunate in the sense that I have a husband that's also awake and understands everything that I'm dealing with in the sense, although we're yes. dealing with different topics, <clears throat> but sometimes it'd be winding me up because I'm like, he can see things sometimes that I can't see. And he'd be like, do you realize or do you see? And I'm just like, oh, like, I don't want, I don't want another thing. Like, I don't want, I don't, just be quiet. Like, shh, can we go a week or two weeks without having to do it? Like, can I just live? Like, but then I'm also grateful on the other sense that he can see things that I can't see because... Right then I'm able to deal with it. And we've got to the place now where like we can disagree and have like hard conversations and be totally fine. Then it'd be like, oh, you want to go get a coffee or you want to go out for a movie? And I'd be like, what? Like we just disagreed about that five minutes ago. Whereas right. like before, you know, a year ago, that would have been an issue for a week, if not a month. So. <laughs> You're yeah. absolutely right about that. So I'm grateful that I, I, I get shown but things. But, but you, you know. want to make sure that your husband doesn't overdo that, you know, mm -hmm. when you're going through something. And, oh, he leaves me be. And, and, I just got to deal with it. And he's like, can't you see this? And can't you see that? You don't, he, mm -hmm. Make sure that you don't overdo that. Mm -hmm. Because the devil used that and said, look at him. He thinks he got it. He's always correcting <laughs> you. You know how people think they have it and they always try to correct somebody? A person that have it, it's... Don't try to correct others, mm -hmm. really, because you're not trying to prove anything. That's what Bible thumpers do. Yeah. So it's okay if he point it out sometime. Yeah, he'll point it out but, sometimes, but and then I'll sit with it. a lot of time. Yeah, I'll sit with it and try and see it for myself and see if that's whether I agree with it in the first place. Right. And then I'll work through that. So. Yeah, because the devil said, look at him. <laughs> and you'll get mad at him. 
Because the devil, you'll look at him, he look like he just knows it all. Right. He think, the devil like, look at him, he think he knows it all. He think he's smart, he, he know God. And you're getting ticked off at him. Yeah, but I know now that that's, that's, that's the not me, and I know Good. that that's the devil, and yeah. I see that for what that is, and I want to see past that and say, is there any truth? And this doesn't happen often, but here and there, it makes me think, is there any truth to what he's saying? Because right. he really loves me, and he wants me to be whole and right, so... Yeah. Let me at least look at it and analyze it for myself and then, you know, consider it. Amazing. Yeah. Stay with it, stay with it, stay with it. It ain't going to be pretty, especially when you get like really down in hell and you start to really go through it and, look like, and it starts to disappear. It looks like nothing is left. Like, where's my life? I don't have a life now. It's only because you have nothing to identify with. And a lot of people get fr afraid at that point. It's like, when this thing dies, it's like nothing is left, no idea. You feel like you're losing your life. And you are. You, you're losing hell. But you're gaining your life. But you don't want anything to identify. So don't run back into darkness. Because it's going to get fun after a while. This is going to be so much fun. It's going to be like halfway crazy and halfway insane. <laughs> It's going to be crazy. You're going to be halfway crazy and halfway sane. And the reason for that, because you have allowed sanity to come in, which is the spirit of God, you have welcomed that in. And so it's killing the darkness. It's, it's destroying the insane world because you have a welcome the truth. You welcome it. You're okay. I love it. Let it happen. And so you're going to start being half crazy and half sane. But you got the same world, which is of God, to fight away the, all of the craziness. That will happen. It's going to blow your mind that you live in these two lives like that. He will. Let him in. Let me just see what else she, she had her hand in. Yes. Sorry. Um, I think sometimes though, I'm getting to the point now where I feel like, man, I'm dropping all of this stuff off. I'm like, who am I? Like, That's what, right. What am I? What am I here for? Like, what, is, what am I doing? I'm like, I'm losing everything slowly. Yes. And I'm like, then my ego will try and step back in and say, well, you're this and you're that. And you're <laughs> you supposed will. to be, you know what I mean? And you're supposed to identify with this. That, and, you know, certain things will happen in life with kids and marriage and whatever. And I'm like, my ego is still attached to certain things. And when certain people say certain things within the house when we're communicating and I have a reaction to it and I'm just like, darn, like, that's my ego. And I just feel like I'm losing so many different parts of who I thought that I was. I'm like, yeah. man, there's nothing left. Like, what, what, what am I? You know what I mean? Like, what am I supposed to be doing? Isn't that, like, so pretty and nice and loving? <laughs> <laughs> your whole relationship with your children is going to change, too. Yeah. And it, it gonna be, they're going to be your kids, but you, you're not going to feel like you got to have them. You're going to love them with a different love, mm. and it, it is not going to be your love. You won't be able to take credit for it, mm. but it won't be the same. It just, they'll be your kids, okay. But it just be, it'll be different. Yeah, you would know that they don't belong to you. Sure, and I'm, I'm hoping as well, because, you know, they're 8 and 10 right now, that I'm getting rid of most of the things that, so that there's not so many things that they're going to need to forgive me for later on that, like, that they're going to remember, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because like, I see certain things that I do, and I'm like, I catch myself, and I'm like, oh, don't be like that with them, or don't do that, or, or like I caught myself coming out the door, I was about to like, 
random example I was about to tell my son like to grab his t-shirt because it was all the way up the be- his back to like put it down I was like no don't touch him like don't mummy him and tell right. him like boy like pull your t-shirt down rather than just like I know it's a stupid example but like just doing it for him and not overly mummying him and giving him that space to grow yeah. without being all like oh you know like my little boy you know because nice. I don't want him to be a beta I want him to be an alpha well <laughs> the more you become aware yeah he won't be that yeah. Don't try to make him be alpha or beta. Mm-hmm. You just be, let's just say, the darkness leave and the light will guide you. Mm. It really will. And he'll become whatever the parents are. Mm. Whatever you are. But that's what I'm saying. It's naturally, I think, for women to be like, oh, it's my son, and, you know, be all you know. And that's, like, that's natural, just, unnatural. I think that we perceive it to be natural, but it's not natural. Right. It's not it good for him. It's not natural not gonna for women him. to treat children that way. Yeah. Put your coat on. Get your hat. It's going to be raining. Let the kid go out and rain and drown. <laughs> That's how you learn. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I was growing up, my grandmother never told me, get your hat, get your coat. When I went outside, I noticed it was cold. I would go back and get one. <laughs> and if I thought I could handle the cold, I didn't go back and get one. Because kids are not, their bodies can handle stuff better than the old people's body. Because they're strong, they don't get cold as fast. Or if they do get cold, they don't mind being out in the cold. But it's trying to find that balance between allowing them to work through it. But like, for example, the other week, Anthony had basketball practice. We got all the way up to basketball practice and he had his flip-flops on and not his basketball shoes. <laughs> and I was like, well, now you're not going to do it again because I, I didn't catch it and nor did I tell him if I would have caught it that he no. didn't show up with his shoes. So, he wasn't so now you missed play, out on the right? class. Huh? He, he didn't play. That's the and he had best to come lesson. home, and it was what it was. And he that was upset is, about isn't it. Isn't that like the best lesson? He just, at the game, he got his flip-flops on. Because he was waiting on Mama to tell and him I to didn't put tell on him. his spikes. Yeah, that's right. So he came home, and he was kind of upset with himself that he didn't have his shoes on. Beautiful. I was like, you're not going to do it again, are you? You're going to check. Nice. Or you show up without your water bottle. That's right. Kids already have the learning thing with them. But the parents mess it up by teaching them. Mm. They already know. Mm. They learn the way you're learning now as you're waking up. Yeah. And, but you'll destroy that knowing teaching when you try to be mama. Oh, don't forget your shoes. Don't forget this yeah, and don't yeah, forget they, that. They don't think for themselves, I think, at right. that point. Yeah. They don't need to. Mama doing it. Yeah. I was watching Elvis movie the other day for the fifth time. <laughs> that movie was so deep. Anybody ever seen that? It's so deep. His mama was a mess. <laughs> if the movie is true, I don't know, because I didn't know them. But Evans was going off to become a singer. And this, this manager man was going to manage him. And uh, he had to go to Kentucky or somewhere in Nashville. And the mama had a hissy fit. She threw the dishes down on her. You ain't going nowhere. If you go to Nashville, you're going to be over there for weeks. And what am I going to do? What I'm going to do? He's like, Mama, Mama, I'm just going to work. I'll be back. I'm going to buy you a, 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 a pink Mercedes. No, not Mercedes. A pink Cadillac. He's like, I don't want no Cadillac. I want you. The Lord said, don't be going after things. He, you, the Lord. Trying to keep this grown man at home. He's like, no, mama, mama, I got to go. And she got mad. She started crying. 
she started cursing, and the whole family at the table was scared. The husband was afraid. The other kids were afraid. And the mama ran to her bedroom, crying and angry and upset. And Evans went up there. I thought they were going to have a love affair. He had to hug mama, kiss mama, tell mama how beautiful he is. Mama, I ain't going to never love nobody but you. Ain't no other woman going to ever take me from you, mama. Don't worry. I'll be back. I'm just going to work. I'm going to make a lot of money, mama. And she was having a love fit, like her husband was leaving. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that's crazy. And then, and then he, the first thing he did, bought her a huge, her a huge home. And she still was like totally satisfied because she wanted her boy. And his girlfriend was sitting at the table when the mama was mad. And the girlfriend told Evers, Evers, you done hurt your mama. And like, all right, let me go take care of mama. You don't want to be that. No. There's something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. And all mamas are like that. That's the unfortunate thing. Did you see it in the movie with the black shirt on? Yes. Oh, and then I come to you. I forgot, man. What did you think about the movie when you saw it? Um, I heard about, you know, the story of Elvis, but watching that scene with his mom was a little... Un- made me feel a little uneasy, definitely, when he was, like, you know, hugging her from the top and, like, kissing her yeah. after she, like, m- cried and ran upstairs after she done made dinner for everyone. It was very, very odd. It was. Yes. They should have let that scene out, I think. Yeah, but well, I think no, it maybe showed... they should have let us see it, because that's how women are, so... Yeah, it just showed, like, you know, the effect that it kind of had on him, too, after the yeah. fact. Yeah, yeah. It really, no, I, I would think no wonder Evans ended up becoming a drug addict, according to the movie. He, and died being a, all that mess, all that guilt. And the daddy was just weak. Talking about beta daddy. <laughs> he was beta, beta, beta daddy. But it was, it's, if y'all get a chance, watch that movie. It's crazy. The music's nice, but the, the people are crazy. Yes, sir. I was just going to add on to what Kat was saying. Where, oh, okay. um, How her son come here for a minute? Well, not up here, but go ahead. A little tip for men, married men. Please just do yourself a favor and don't try to change your wife. And resist the temptation to judge her for what you think she might not be doing and what she should be doing. You have to resist that temptation. Yeah. You have to be right within yourself and lead by example. And if she follows, great. If she doesn't, great. Yeah. When a man is right, he can't help but do right by his family, be right with them. But he has to be right. Yeah. And I don't mean the way you think I mean it. His whole nature has to be right. He has to overcome the wrong nature so he can have the right nature. And the light of God will guide him in dealing with the marriage. Because he wouldn't want anything from his wife. As she wouldn't want anything from him if she were right. Right. And that's how marriage works. That's how relationships work. Where you don't want anything from anyone else. Mm. Nothing that makes you feel good or feel bad. No identity kind of stuff. That's why people worship movie stars and things. Because they feel like a star when they worship a star. 
mm. a so-called movie star, wow, not knowing deep. that the movie star is miserable, living in hell. Everybody live in hell until they overcome it. Yeah, and another another thing, um, I noticed when when you were talking and moving around the shadow, this kind of goes back to the analogy that we watched, but it, it's, it's just like how the not, you know how you talk about the not us, it pretends to be us. And uh, Satan will, when we go through trauma, he'll offer us uh, relief from that, from that trauma by taking on a personality, yeah. an identity, and in exchange for making a home in you. And so we don't know that part of it. And when you were moving around, I saw your shadows moving. It's the same thing as the not us. That a shadow actually represents the not us. And so that's why, if you ever notice how when you move, the shadow, a shadow moves, and it's just like you, and it looks like you, yeah. but it's a, it's, a, it's a shadow version of you, and that's the same thing. My shadow even had a big head. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, we can see it right behind you right now. I'm like, shadows are not yeah. supposed to have big heads, do they? Yeah. And, and that's a, <laughs> and that's the same way it is with the not the not us is yeah. it's the shadow version of us and it looks like us it moves like us it feels like us but it's not us. Uh, meaning that you're not your thoughts you're not your feelings you're not your body you're not your feelings folks. All feelings are evil because they come from the evil imagination. So when you do feel those things. Just notice that you feel them, but don't blame anybody for it. That's you. It's in you, it's in you, it's in you. It's not outside of you. That's the beauty about it, too. When you wake up, you're going to realize it's not what somebody else was thinking, but it's what I was thinking. Really. It's not what somebody else was feeling, it's what I was feeling. You can't blame somebody else for what they're thinking because it's their, those are their thoughts, not yours. And if you were taking care of your own world, it wouldn't even, you wouldn't even think about what somebody else is thinking because those thoughts of you would be gone and in them, they would be living, they would be on them, but they don't know that you're not thinking what they're thinking because they think everybody think like them. They don't know you can overcome it. But your thoughts and your problem are yours. They're not someone else. This is your world. You are your world. Whatever you allow in your world, that's what's going to happen. Amazing, huh? You are your own world. The kingdom of heaven is in, in here. Um, yeah, sure. Another part of that, that story that you'll see um, is that the people who, are, who grew up chained and looking at the wall, they got into the habit of, of giving each other like awards for who could name the images the fastest and who could, you know, whatever, identify them or who had the most names for them. They, they started giving each other awards. And then the one person who leaves and comes back, he starts to realize how silly it is that they're giving each other awards yeah. for, for looking at the illusion. And, and they think he's crazy for not participating in the game. Absolutely. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely. I was looking at the politicians speak the other day. And I was like, wow, I'm like, wow, how crazy. I used to believe them. I used to think that they were telling the truth. And I used to vote for them because I believed them. And then that's why they never did what they said they were going to do when they get it off. Because they were lying all along. And they used words like patriot. And they used words like uh, family. Or they used all these words that would make you think that they really mean it. But now when you wake up, you're going to see they don't mean it at all. 
and, I, and I'm not pushing politics here, but there's one politician running, I'm so sick of him, I don't know what to do. He ain't got nothing to say. I ain't gonna say, he like asked which one. But he says the same thing over and over again, and his same sad story. It's the same old story. I'm like, don't you have something else to say? How long you want us to feel sorry for that? You know what I mean? They all so empty. And I don't know how they get my cell number and be sending me all these ads. And they don't, huh? Because they want money. But they have nothing to say. That patriot word ain't gonna work no more. And then you get in there, country fall apart. Anyway, yes. And with a lot of those people too who are trying to be leaders, they're just they're just saying what they think people want to hear because they exactly. want to be popular. So if mo and we know most you know whatever most people believe is the opposite of the truth. So they're just yeah. saying what everyone wants to hear because they want their numbers to go up. Amazing. What, the thing that people want to hear is is ridiculous. That's what preachers do in the churches. They teach you the Bible because they know you want to hear the Bible. You want to hear the word. They ain't going to tell you that you're crazy, <laughs> that you're insane. <laughs> when you pass the bucket, ain't nothing going in that bucket. <laughs> How you going to have the preacher tell you you're crazy, okay, pass the bucket? Most people don't want to hear that they're insane. How many people want to hear that? Especially if you have a degree. That's the last thing you want to hear. You already think you're smart, your degree on the wall. You got right at the front door, so everybody going in and out will be sure to see it. And somebody come through there and say, you know, you're crazy. You're insane. Who want to hear that, right? Instead of prayer, oh, you got all these degrees. You have a bishop degree. You have a, a, a whatever degree. What a mess, huh? The ego is a mess. It's evil. Anything else? Uh, no. Are y'all understanding this? Yes. Who is it not making sense to? Anybody disagree with any of this? The young lady then I come to you. You just, the young lady, yeah. You disagree with her push some of this? I, I just get confused about the Bible part. About the Bible what? Like, um, wanting to know more about the Bible, and I, I guess I just see the Bible as the Word of God. And why do you see it that way? I mean, I, I feel like the words are in the Bible, and Jesus refers to the Bible. Speak up, yell at me the way you do your boyfriend, or when you're up here singing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, I mean, it, because it's the Bible. It's like the Word of God. You know what I learned about the Bible? And not put, the Bible is a nice book. I'm not against the Bible. You understand that? Read the Bible. Read the Word, but not to remember. The Bible has been rewritten so many times, and, and they have changed the meaning of the words and everything, right? I just found out, and I don't know if it's true or not, I used to think that uh, the Garden of Eden was in Africa. But I just found out recently it was, and I don't know if that's true either, but it's in Armenia. It's not even in Africa. 
But it all depends on the color of the person that's teaching about the Bible. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and your religious belief. Because that guy that created the Mormon religion, he said that it was in America. It's where? Yeah. What's his name? The Mormon man? Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith. So it all depends on the, the color of the person and the religion that you're teaching. That's where the Garden of Eve is going to be. If I live in the hood, the Garden would be down in the hood. <laughs> really. But I just found out, and again, I don't know if it's true or not. It was in Armenia. And that sounds a little bit more like it might be true for some reason, but I don't know for sure. Yeah, I heard that Noah's Ark was in a million too, about a mountain somewhere, right? What? Yeah, uh, I'm Armenian, but I mean, I'm American Armenian. <laughs> I was born here. And so it's in Ghana, even in no, I, where is it? I think it's in Africa. It makes sense that it's in Africa. Why does it make sense? Because uh, that's the or like that's where life originated. All the animals are there. Nat the natural. Like God's natural, untouched by humans, like that's what it looks like. It, it's so it looked like that in Africa right now. I'm sure there's parts there that looks like that. Oh yeah. yeah. You, you, why are you laughing there? If you sure? Because I think I I I believe it. I'm Armenian. I think um, Jesus was black. I think <laughs> no, he was. I think Eden was in Africa. I think uh, you think you're black like me? Who? Black. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I think more like Bob Marley, but you're. You're close. <laughs> I think he had dreadlocks. You can't get any black in me. Huh? Uh, it might be in Africa. I don't know, but I, the point is about the Bible. The Bible has been rewritten and re-meaning and everything over the years. So, and the beauty about that being okay, the Word of God is in our heart. It's in us. The Bible, the real Bible, the New Testament is in us. And if you look there, you will know the truth. But if you're just stuck with just one book, you're not going to get any further than that because intellectually you're stuck. You want to live in the spirit. And then the spirit is where the word is. You want to live by the word. And I, I understand that. I guess the reason why I reference the Bible, besides the fact that it is the word of God, is like if I grew up, let's say, if, let's say if I grew up, in Asia and I didn't get the chance to come to America and I didn't hear the Word of God and you know the story of Jesus and how he died for all of our sins my relationship with God and with life would be very different than it is now like I wouldn't be here listening to this message and there's there are certain parables in the Bible that um, you know, they, they teach about, like, just, you know, the, the incredible value of family. And, like, there's just certain The incredible value of family, you say? Yes. Yeah, did you hear me say how Jesus told his mama to go sit down? You mean that kind of value? Did you know Jesus told his mama to go sit down? I don't know that part of I don't know that. Yeah. He was in the he was he was in the he went over to Jew to mm -hmm. Jerusalem to Jew. <laughs> 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 he 
he went to Jerusalem one day as a kid with his family, yeah. his dad and mama, and he was in the temple teaching the preachers in the temple. And for a couple of hours, I think, maybe a couple of days, uh, Mary and Joseph couldn't find him. This is in that movie, too. And Mary was tripping. Jesus, y'all seen Jesus? She was running and crying and looking for him. And, and he was down in Nashville playing music, right? And she was having a fit. And, and so one of the men there finally found Mary and said, Here, here's, uh, here's your son, paraphrasing. And, and he like, where you been? Where you been? I was so worried. I was so scared. And then he's like, what are you worried for? I'm in the temple teaching. What's, wrong? What's up with you? If you have been seeking God, paraphrasing, you would have known, too, that I was teaching. You, why are you worried? Be quiet. Go sit down. Have some wine. Sort of. <laughs> but the point was, and I understand what you're saying, and, you, and I like the fact you said that if you were still living in China, if you were living in China, and you never heard the Bible, had the Bible, or never heard about God, that you probably wouldn't be here. Am I right? You said that? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, the young lady right here want to respond to that before I put my two cents in there. So she, she really liked the Bible, and she believed in the Bible, the Word of God, and she believed that if she was in, lived in China, she may not would have heard about God because there's no Bibles, and, and all that, and she don't believe she would be here today had she not been able to read the Bible. You say? I say she is making your point in that the Word of God is imprinted upon our hearts, so you don't really... It, I mean, the Bible is important, and I agree with what you say when you say that we should read it but not hold on to right. it. Much of what you have said, I remember when I first began waking up to what you're saying, I already knew it. I already knew it. And when I heard it, it just, it resonated yes. with my spirit in a way. Yeah. So that's what I would say to that. Did Jesus have a Bible? I, I don't know, but Frankie's saying yes, so. Don't, don't let you be listen to the devil. <laughs> the devil I don't think took he's the straight. devil. <laughs> um, she said I, yes to the devil. The devil screamed and she said think, yes. No, I don't Without think, thinking no. for herself. I don't think Frankie's the devil. Uh -oh. um, <laughs> Why do you think he screamed out like that? Um, if he had been the light, he would have done that. He would let you. Figure this out. You know, I uh, I am slow reading the Bible right now. I haven't read the whole thing cover to cover, yeah. so I do Speak feel a, a little bit. I feel a bit like I feel like I'm swimming in the deep end right now, having this like conversation with you because clearly you are very, you know, you have so much um, knowledge and experience with all of this. There's just certain passages in the Bible that I read that. Um, I guess I just wonder why, like, we don't touch upon that here. Uh, why do you, were you playing when you say yes, Jesus had a Bible? <clears throat> so he read the, the Torah, the Old Testament. And so were, you, he, were you playing when you said that Jesus had a Bible? 
No. Y you were not playing? No. You want to say, yeah, you were playing, so we will all think you're crazy? <laughs> Jesus did not. He spoke from the heart. The word was there. The truth was with him. Just like the truth was with you already. And if you were in China and never heard about God or the Bible, but you knew something wrong with you, and you start questioning you, you would have found him just like that. It would be easier had you never been taught the Bible. Because now you believe that because you have been taught the Bible, you believe that the Bible is it. And that is holding you back from finding the big Bible inside of you already. Inside of you. It's holding you back. Because you think the, the Bible is just a message from, from, from God. It's not all God's message. It was just, here's where to look. Here's some things that are going to be happening. Watch out for these people, that. Watch yourself. It was just a roadmap back to you. But because you believe that it is the Bible, you're stuck. But if you had never heard of the Bible at all, and you start to question what was happening to you, it's easier to find it because you would not have identified with the Bible. It wouldn't have cut off knowing the truth. And as the young lady was saying, we already know the truth. So that's why when you hear the truth, it resonates. Like, wow, this is funny, but there's something else he's saying that's true. <laughs> it resonates because you already know the truth. It's already in you. Okay, then I, can I follow? I'm sorry, yeah. I don't want to take no, up no all word. the time. Absolutely. So the question that I have then is, like, there is a... I'm going to Bible thump for a moment. Is she speaking lower or just me? Oh, speak from the, like you're yelling at your ex-boyfriend. <laughs> okay, so Before the... you ran them all. The... Oh, um, wow. <laughs> um, sorry, I'm just gathering my thoughts really yeah, quick. Yeah, no, relax. Just relax. This is fun. It really is. It's so fun. Um... So if the answer is, in w is within all of us, do you believe that God gives us different answers? Give us a what? Different answers. Does God give us different answers? Yeah. To different questions or, or what? Well, okay. I'm, I'm kind of stuck here, okay? So if you could help me out. Yeah, no, no problem. There is the book in the Bible of Hosea and his wife... She has like the worst name. Her, I think his wife's name was Gomer. Speak up a little bit. There's the book of Hosea in the Bible, and he has this wife that God told him to marry. I think she was like a, like a prostitute. And he marries this woman named Gomer, which is a terrible name. But anyways. Um, he married a woman named Gomer? <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes. And she was a prostitute. You should never marry anyone named Goma and their <laughs> Exactly. The end. Would they have a sex change or something? <laughs> um, okay, sorry, I digress. But um, so Gomer is like unfaithful, not a good wife in every sense of the word. And she runs off with somebody that she is having an affair with, I believe. And God tells Hosea to go after her. So I, I have this, you know, like, I guess maybe it's my mind or my brain, but I am having this, like, hard time reconciling the, 
the story in the Bible about how God tells Hosea to go after his wife and like get her back, essentially, even after everything like terrible that she has done to him versus the message of like, you know, if your spouse wants to leave you, just let them leave and let the door hit them on the way out and, you know, et cetera. Well, did she say, Sean, the last part? Did he hear? Um, yeah, I mean, the whole point of the story is Mike going to get, oh, yeah, my bad. The whole point of the story is uh, God telling him to go after his wife as opposed to just letting her, you know, leave. Right. It seems to have a different message than some of the advice that you give as far as just letting people go. Oh, I see. I don't know that story, so I don't know why he told her that. And uh, you know Hate? Yep. Oh, Hate would know. He's a homegrown Bible thumper. <laughs> as I understand it, God had um, Hosea do that, the prophet Hosea do that, to symbolize how God is with Israel, or was with Israel. Even though Israel was unfaithful to him, he still um, made a way for Israel to return to him. That makes sense. That makes sense? I mean, it makes sense in in that if you mean that, like it's a it's a symbolism that God will always pursue us, right? So then I'm trying to reconcile this, like if if God's love is always pursuing, and we are, I, I mean, like I I want to love like that. I I'm not saying I can or that I will, but and you say we are what? that um, if we are made in God's image, that wouldn't we want to act as that as well? Wouldn't we want to do what? Wouldn't we want to act like that as well? W what did she say? Wouldn't we want to act like that? Like what? Like what? Well. Act like what as well? Like if we are made in God's image and, and you know, God is like... Wouldn't we want to act like God? Or, or like situation? to pursue people that God puts in our lives. Like God, you know, told Hosea to go after his wife who was unfaithful and unloyal. I, I guess I'm just trying to reconcile but like this. when you return to your real self, you will act like that. You will just love people. You will hold nothing against anyone. You will have no opinion. And you would know that it's not them but something else is driving them. Something else is not, like, your blindness is not you. It's just that you believed it and identify with darkness, and you think that is you, you can see, right? But God knows that you can't, that it's not you. You are here, the real you, here, but this father you is here, and you're trying to figure everything out. So whenever that lady left, he knew it wasn't her. Just like, you know, you know, that's why he doesn't punish us, because he knows we are not doing anything wrong. And so if a woman, I tell like I open up by telling these women, don't stay with these men. They don't have it. Don't be fighting and crying and worried. Just go away. And the man should let her go, but not judge her. Don't be, and the woman shouldn't judge him. Don't, don't be angry because 
it's neither one of them that's created the situation. It's working through them and emotion, but it's not them. And God know that. And that's why when you wake up, all questions to God ends. No more questions. Because you always have the answer. You can always see. And if you can always see, there's no need for questions. That makes sense a little bit? Um, kind of. Well, Steve, are you doing the silent prayer? Not all the time. Oh, what's happening? What the? I should ask that first. <laughs> but are you doing the Hooper the Holland prayer? No, I just do the Lord's prayer. You do the Lord's like our Father, which are in heaven? Yeah. Oh, okay. When you're done with that, do the silent prayer too so you can start seeing what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's good that you're questioning. Don't just accept it because I said it or anyone said it. As the young lady said, it, it, it'll be a witness. It'll, something will say, oh, that makes sense. You will see that it makes sense. So I like the question. Don't, don't ever accept something just because someone with a title or not said it. No, and I, I really, really appreciate your response and like the, just like the spirit of the discourse. It's, it feels, well, I know I shouldn't have feelings, but I do have them apparently. But it's, yeah, I, I appreciate it. It's respectful and I yeah. thank you. Yeah, so stay with it. I, I, I really would encourage you to do this because you want it, right? And he's going to bring you out of the darkness. He'll allow you to see. You've just been taught wrong about the Bible, so you've identified with it. There's nothing wrong with the Bible, but you're not supposed to believe in the Bible. You're only supposed to have faith in the Father. Nobody else or nothing else. But I, I, and I can, again, tell you that once you can see, once you return to your natural state, all questions ends. Can you imagine living a life with no questions? Because you're in the light. And in the light... The answer is it always is. There are no questions, so there are no answers. It just is. Isn't that amazing? We can literally live that way with no questions because life is life. Oh, man. I saw a hand somewhere. Oh, let me take just your hand. Right here. Okay. Y'all later for it, yeah. Um, I think we're running out of time, but I feel like I'm the biblical question police. I hope that we get to it. I was just about I mean, to get to it. Oh, okay. And and I was just thinking, wow, look what time it is. But so far. Oh, ahead. I just want to say one thing quickly that you spawned. Well, what were you going to say? No, go ahead. Go ahead. I won't forget it. Um, you said something earlier that, that spawned something in me. Um, as we're doing the silent prayer, the silent prayer is essentially like someone handing you a potion and saying, this is your solution for everything that That's might right. ail you in life. Yeah. And what I have, what I'm discovering as I'm, as I'm waking up, and obviously I'm not there, I'm an infant on this path, but what I'm discovering is that Things will naturally, I understand what you say when things will naturally fall into place. I'm a huge uh, beauty product junkie, for example, right. or, or was. And I'm finding that I'm getting rid of things and spaces opening up and I'm not shopping as much. And I'm more, you know, I'm more connected with having no activities. Yeah. And, 
you know, there are moments when I get so exasperated, but even in those moments, I, I almost enjoy it. I almost enjoy the pain because I know that that is indicating that I'm, that I'm on, I'm on the trajectory. Yes. So I just wanted to say that. It will happen, folks, but you got to stay with it. And the reason you want to, what the prayer does, it reminds you not to forget not to forget to be aware, not to forget to be present, to be aware. It reminds you not to forget because once you forget to be aware, Satan creeps in and he gives you all kinds of thoughts and feelings again, right? But as long as you're aware, he cannot get in. He cannot get into your mind and make you feel a certain way or anything. So the prayer helps you to do that. God said, pray without ceasing. And what he means is that be aware at all times. And you're going to grow into it if you stay with the prayer. And during the day, rather than getting lost, if you're lost in your head, just come back to your body. Your body is present. It's not in the past or the future. And God is not in time. He's present all the time. The kingdom of heaven is here and now and always. It's always now. And while being present all the old thoughts and habits and everything has been washed away because the nature of the devil is dying. You're not your vices. You're not your thoughts. You're not your emotions. You're not an alcoholic. You're not these things that you're telling yourself you are. And all those things will disappear as that old nature is disappearing. So if you drink, you get drunk, don't judge yourself for it. It's not you. Don't call yourself that. It's enough to know you want to overcome it, but don't call yourself a drunk. I'm just a no-do-drunk bomb on the street. Don't call that. It's this false identity you think is you is not you. And all identities will die because the old nature is of the devil. All those identities belong to him and not you. You're neither good nor evil. You're neither right nor wrong. You're neither black nor white. We use language to function on earth, but that's not who we are. And you'll become conscious and you'll start speaking consciously using language. You won't be unconscious about it. Isn't that amazing? It will happen. But you've got to stay with it. In order to live, you must die. In order to have life, you must lose a life. In this life, you'll lose and feel like us, but it's not us. The life you gain, it has no feeling. There's no feeling in the life, zero feeling. And it's amazing to live like that. So that's why the prayer is so important. Hassan, real fast, tell me what you think about Elvis. You rec- Hassan always recommend these amazing movies. <laughs> Did you, what was your impression of Elvis' movie? Oh, amazing film. I saw it like 10 times in the theater. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. I saw it on TV. You saw it 10 times? Yeah. It, it really, it, now that your eyes are open, you're going to see it differently than just about the movie. You're going to see the depths of it. Matter of fact, you're going to start seeing everything, the depths of everything. The things you couldn't see before. Even, and you won't be able to judge because there will be no judgment in you. It will only be love. You will understand. In all situations, you will understand it. Above all things, get an understanding. 
It's not what I could get from the situation. It's what I understand from the situation. Yes, sir. sir. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that there was the scene where, uh, like, right when he made it big and um, he had all the stuff and his mother was like, like, you losing yourself and da-da-da. And he told her, like, you shouldn't be drinking so much. It's not good for you. And it was, like, stressing him out that she was, like, drinking. Yeah. And it's so ironic that, like, he became that at the end of the movie. Yeah. Or with the end of his life. Yeah. He, became, he totally became like Mama. Yeah. She imposed her will and destroyed him. One other interesting thing, there was a moment when he was, like, real singing a lot. He was young, and he was at this... Uh, fairground or something and he was leaning on the pole and the manager saw him standing there and his manager can see that he was lost and he was like this guy real and I'm paraphrasing this guy real popular and famous now but look at him he's a clown he's lost and so I think he tried to help him overcome that somewhat but he could see that he had everything but he had nothing the girls yelling and screaming all kind of stuff and that's what we all have to overcome. You can have the world and be lost. You really can. You can have the world and be empty. You can have a whole store full of Bibles, pack them on one another and still be lost. Because the kingdom of heaven is with us. It's all, everything, it's so amazing, everything is done. We are free, but we won't crawl over the wall. We won't climb the wall. We won't break the chain and climb the wall and go free. We'll join another group. We'll join this or join that because the average person cannot stand alone. What a sad way to live. You're living in hell unnecessarily where you could be free and have an amazing life too. But anyway, the biblical question from last week. <laughs> Do you know any unfortunate or disadvantaged people. Is that right? Yeah. Do you, you want to respond to that? And then the young lady with, uh, with the braids, acting black with braids. What'd you call that? Culture. What'd you call Culture appropriating. <laughs> what the? You better not let the black see you. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know any of that? Unfortunate or disadvantaged people? No. Why do you say no? I say no because I wouldn't know. First of all, I've never had someone approach me and say they are disadvantaged. Or what was the other one? Unfortunate. Unfortunate or disadvantaged yeah. people. So I've never had anyone approach me to say that. And it reminds me of the whole racism narrative. How it's impossible to know whether someone is actually racist since it doesn't exist anyway, number one. But I don't know too many people who would walk up and say, hey, I'm a racist and I'm, you're not getting this job because you're black or whatever the case right. might be. Yeah. Um, so that's the one thing. Yeah. And um, there was also something. Oh, I just wanted to share something very briefly. I remember being in my 20s. I went to college in a city where I relied on the subway, and I would often see homeless people every now and then. And I was so fascinated by their circumstances. How did you get here? What are you afraid? Yada, yada, yada. So I would stop and talk to these guys. And I will never forget this guy told me that that was his choice. He wanted to be 
in that in the in that circumstance he yeah. felt free he felt more freedom than he did when he was working and doing all of those things so we can never assume and usually when people do make an assessment like that they're projecting and basing it on how they would feel if they were in the circumstances that they're seeing and interpreting through their lens that's a good point absolutely so. that's amazing interesting how about you What's the question again? Do you, you know any unfortunate or disadvantaged people? I didn't think about this question at all this week. Um, you did not? No. Um, there, was, <laughs> there was a lot I was observing this week. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think in terms, this is just off the cuff right now. I think it's like all the other biblical questions, like it's a spirit versus flesh question. Like I think spiritually, <clears throat> I don't think any of us are unfortunate. You know, God has saved us from death. I think it's unfortunate from a worldly perspective that people are walking around in hell, you know. But so I don't know. I mean... I don't really know how to answer that, oh, okay. to tell you the truth. All right. I'm glad you wear your hair any kind of way you want to, and don't let other people tell you it's stolen hair. Well, I, I, wanna, I think it's really interesting, because I've been braiding my hair for about 10 years. On, uh, it all started on Crenshaw Boulevard, where I was the only white person in there. You for wore like, it on Crenshaw Boulevard, too? I had it done there. That was where my braider was. Whoa. Yeah. And then you put a hat on until you left town? No. <laughs> Oh, it's really interesting because like white people have a problem with it black people don't i lived in atlanta for a while and my hair was braided there the whole time and every all the black people like my hair braided or not braided it's yeah. white people that always have weird opinions about it it's just another way of trying to control people yeah that's all it is yeah so i'm a, glad you're not letting yourself be controlled yeah i don't Nice. That's, we're past that in terms of, <laughs> right on. as you can see, yeah. <laughs> right here. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, I think the unfortunate people and disadvantaged people that I believe exist are because they're too focused on the physical. And uh, so I you believe that there are, do you know any unfortunate or disadvantaged people? In a worldly sense, yes. And, and how is that? Uh, you know, people going through divorce and trauma and <clears throat> all, all this physical fighting over, over stuff. And to me, that's unfortunate. And why? Because you can just let it go. That's why it's unfortunate? Yeah, because you can oh, just okay. let it go and not have to go through this hell. And that's why it's unfortunate. Okay. Amazing. Did you have your hair? Yes. Yeah, I used to think that I knew unfortunate and disadvantaged people, uh, but I also used to cry during the Special Olympics because I would like be like so moved and yeah. oh my God, these people are so disadvantaged and yet they do so much, it's so great for them. Yeah. But now I just see everyone as blessed, even in whatever they think their disadvantage is. Some people see past that and say, this is not a disadvantage at all. And then, so I see, I don't see anyone anywhere. And you say you see them as blessed? 
I see them as blessed. More. And what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, I think that, okay, um, <laughs> there was a, when I was in kindergarten, I went to Catholic school, and uh, the, the, the sister Immaculata told this black girl that she was going to have a much harder life. And I always thought of that as a terrible thing that she said to her. I was like, oh, my God, how can she had said that? But when I woken up, I realized she was simply telling her the truth, that her life was going to be a little bit more of a struggle where she was at. And that, you know, in a way, I, f I find that people can be blessed from God in their struggle. But um, it's, 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 kind of, it's, it's so complicated to explain. I can't even... How was her life going to be... What do you mean by you saw that her life was going to be more of a struggle because of where she well, was? Well, the, the sister Immaculata said that she was going to have a hard life. Oh, and because and, the lady said it, that's why you... No, but I, when I, in the beginning, I believed that she, that she was a racist old lady, and I used to be like, oh, how, how dare she had said oh, something like that? at the time, you thought the black girl life would be rough? Right, right. Because of what the lady said to her? Maybe. I don't know. I Is mean, that what you thought? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. But uh, I know now that it it kind of doesn't matter because the challenges that are like presented to us are kind of things for us to overcome that anything that happens is a blessing like good or bad i mean whatever you think it is it is a blessing but it's all in your own mind if you get over it or not and, and who present the challenge to us um <laughs> I think mostly ourselves because we're believing the devil a lot. Oh, okay. So uh, I, I don't think that God is really trying to challenge us and say, not oh, here, all. yeah. I don't think he's putting things in our way to no. say. He's not testing us. No, no. He's exactly. not challenging us yeah. at all. No, but, but in a way I find that God giving me that freedom is my own blessing in disguise. Yeah. It's kind of hard to explain. Okay. Yes, Frankie. I, I don't see it. <clears throat> I don't see it that way. I don't. Do you do you know I, any unfortunate or no. disadvantaged people? No, no, I don't. Uh, what this reminds me of, real quick, is the is that story of the the man who had the son, who uh, the army came to get his son, but he had a broken leg because he fell off the horse. That's remember that story. Yeah, it reminds me of that. Why are you calling it good? Why are you calling it bad? Because we don't know what their situation is. So I don't feel sorry for people or look down. I don't look at their situation. Um, you know, I'm not God. I can't judge. But this is something that they're going through. Okay. Uh, there are two more people, Doug, and then here. Uh, do you know any disadvantaged, uh, unfortunate or disadvantaged people? Not necessarily. I don't know them, but I would say they're anybody who's still wearing a mask <laughs> is <laughs> but all jokes aside, no, I don't know any oh okay, yes, do you know any unfortunate or disadvantaged people? No, you don't no and and why not? why you say no um because that's not a situation. That's how, that's how I see it. It's just not a situation. Did you know before you woke up that you think that there were fortunate 
unfortunate and disadvantaged yeah. people. And why did you think it then? Because I thought I was God. Yeah. You know, so I can, um, I'll see someone just sitting down by themselves, and I'm like, oh, that's so sad. They're just sitting. I have no idea what's going on with right. this person. They're just sitting there. But yeah. that that idea of playing God, that's what yeah. I see. That's not. That's, not that's good. deep. Yeah. I mean, y'all know this beat bump? Yeah. Huh? You didn't know it? No, I didn't know yeah, that's beat bump. You can't tell by the voice? It doesn't sound like Ben Carson? He sounds quite on air. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's deep, man. Absolutely. Yes, uh, let me tell you, y'all lead the first, Raymond, then you, and we have to wind this down. Um, Do you well, know, you, I just throw your hand, you know it is. Unfortunate or disadvantaged people? Um, I don't know if I know them, but I thought it was just assumed yes. So I just thought my biblical answer, I would say anybody in despair or that believes they're in despair. Or disfortunate and unadvantaged, disfortunate, disadvantaged people? I would say, yeah, anyone who's like in despair. And why would you say yes? Um... Because when someone's like in despair, they can't really get past that. Why not? I don't know. It just feels like your world's over. <laughs> so it's like can't really go anywhere from there. Have you ever felt uh, that despair, a state of despair? Yeah. And did, um, yeah. And did you get past it? Mm-hmm. How? Um, maybe it's like first world problems, but I just broke my phone. And I was like, I can't get to work. I can't, I literally can't do anything. What? Yeah. <laughs> that brought on despair. Because <laughs> I used it to like drive, to like do everything. It's like PDA, you know, your personal digital assistant. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And then, yeah. But I just got my phone fixed. And I was like, okay, this is Whoa. not the end of the world. That's this was deep. a long time ago. Yeah, that's a real problem too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would put you in despair. Yes, Raymond. I do not know any unfortunate or disadvantaged person. Have you ever known any? No. And have you ever thought that it existed? Only, uh, barely. And why did you think it existed before? Because I am not God. If I'm not God, who do I uh, Who am I to know who is disadvantaged or unfortunate? Amazing. Okay. Yes, Hassan. You have your hand? Uh, yes. Yes, what? I do. Oh, I you do. know this un unfortunate or disadvantaged people? Yeah. And who are, I mean, why you say they are like that? Me. You? Oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant somebody else. And... I, I'm realizing that when I don't do the silent prayer and I don't stay present, I am at a disadvantage of being uh, susceptible to like falling more into the imagination and into the thoughts and into overreacting. So, yeah. So there are times when you don't do the prayer? Well, I'm pretty good at morning and night, but throughout the day there's moments where I'll not, I guess, be aware or be oh, present. And I fall into... Back to your body. Yeah, overreacting. Amazing. So I'm okay. at a disadvantage. <laughs> no. Um, 
Ask hate that he have his hand for somebody on, online. In the meantime, right here. Yeah, uh, I'm going to agree with him, my, myself, my own self. Uh, is the you, only person I know. You, you, are, you are unfortunate and, and or disadvantaged? Yeah. In what way? Um, I don't know. Everything bad happens to me. Like everything that could go wrong <laughs> goes wrong for me. Nice. Yeah. And why? Um, that's like the default in the universe. The universe wants to destroy me, wants to consume me somehow. The universe want to destroy you? Yeah. Why? Uh, I don't know that part. I and don't know why. When you ask it, why did it want to destroy you, what did it say? Uh, I, there was a time I thought I was God. I thought I was God. You literally thought that? For, yeah. I thought uh, were I was you on drugs living? or something? On and off. On and off with <laughs> drugs, yeah. But. And, and what was it like? Thinking that you were God, um, like in the moment yeah. of it, in the moment it felt amazing. It felt like nobody had, uh, nobody could destroy. Like even though I thought the universe wanted to destroy me, it wasn't strong enough to do it. That I thought that uh, the world could go against me, the the wind could go against me. It doesn't matter, but because if even if because if I'm God, it doesn't matter that. The world wants to destroy me or not. Amazing. And so did you only think that when you were high? No. You think that way when you're not high? I mean, when I'm not high, uh, it's like things slowly pile on. I'm like, this is what's trying to destroy me. It's not like anybody came up to me and said, I want to destroy you. It's like right. when I'm not high, just living, it's like, oh, you're a regular person. You have to go do regular things. You have to be like everyone else. You have to fit in to the, like, that's why I'm unfortunate. I'm unfortunate oh. that I have to fit in in a world that I don't fit in. Yeah. That is unfortunate. Steve. That is unfortunate. Are you doing the silent prayer? So I've done it once. Want to, I, I want to recommend you do it every morning, every night. Okay. And, 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 and all that stuff that would disappear. The universe will have no control over you. Mm. So you will see that nothing is really piling on you. It's not real. All right? So do the silent prayer. And let me know what you think. All right. Okay. Yes, sir. Last word. Uh, yeah, my uh, dad um, said he was, like, really unlucky, super unlucky. Like, he killed a lady with his car. He what? He killed a lady with his car. And I just like, man, you're not unlucky. You just don't get sleep ever. So, of course, you kill the lady with your yeah. car and, uh, yeah so uh you know um that was my initial thought when he said how unlucky he was and like you know hopefully he just has to go to jail for a long time maybe he'll get clean and all that but nice so that's it and yeah. that the, the other thing i just wanted to say earlier before the sound prayer stuff up was just that uh uh being aware kind of starts with getting eight hours of sleep every night. Like if you don't, you it's just, get some rest. yeah, it's like a scientific thing. Totally. If you don't get eight out, that's like the magic number. Then and that will fall in place too. It really yeah. will. You'll find yourself getting the proper amount of rest at the proper time and everything will start to work out. And if you do have to be up late, like this coming Thursday, we're doing the women's forum. I tend to get to bed late on those Thursday nights, but it feels like I still got good rest. I wake up ready to go because you're living the natural way now, your normal life and not the abnormal life. 
Amazing. You doing the prayer every day, every night? Uh, oh, Lord. <laughs> Whenever they go, uh. I mean, I, I guess so. I mean, it's kind of like the first thing I think about when I wake up, you know what I mean? And then for me, it's just like, okay, I did it because I'm, you know, that's, it's like a constant sort of thing, you know? So are you doing the silent prayer every morning, every night? Uh, yeah. Are you aware right now? Uh, well, I haven't been getting that much sleep the past few days. So, so right now, totally. this very moment, are you conscious or unconscious? Uh, not fully conscious, yeah. Right. You know why I know you're not conscious right now? Why? You feel shy, yeah. a little nervous, yeah. and you're shaking your leg. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All your comfort zones are peeking out right now. Yeah. So watch that. Be aware of yourself doing that. See, I stopped, and now you went unconscious and start again. Yeah, no, I know. No, I just do the silent prayer. No, I'll sleep. Yeah. And, and it'll all fall in place for you. It really will. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Hey, did you have your hand? I did. Okay. Over on Rumble, Cartoon for Food says, Jesus, I mean, Jesse says that you are not your body. So why bring the body and mind together? Why bring the body and mind together? Yeah, if you're not your body. Meaning, like, keep your mind with your body, you say. Oh, because the physical body is in the present. It's not in the past or not in the future. So we, and, but your mind can be in the past or the future, which doesn't exist at all. So just realize, hey, I'm right here right now. And it'll bring you back to consciousness. That's what I mean by that. Um, it can give you something in the present to focus on. G. Godi asked, what about... Jesus' words about divorcing women is committing adultery. <laughs> but those are the women that get married in his name. They don't get married anymore in the name of God. That's why the marriage is so painful. A marriage is not supposed to be painful. Really. Especially if you can, God brought you together. Think about that. He brought the man and the woman together. He marry you. He's not going to give you pain. Love is not pain. Craziness is pain. Insanity is pain. Anger is pain. There is no pain otherwise. And you can't, as your lady was saying, you can't make anything happen. You can't make a marriage happen. If you got to make it happen, you're in the wrong job. It ain't going to never happen. Because you're never going to make it happen. It's only going to get worse. Now, if the couple were doing what this couple is doing, the husband and the wife working on themselves, they know something wrong with themselves, then their marriage can last until death do them part. But if one is working but the other is not, it's going to be hell. It won't work. That makes sense? You can't make it anything happen. Yes. Thank you. And then I had a comment on what Lee J was talking about with if I were born in China, I would never have heard okay. the truth. Like that's going into the imagination rather than reality. And it's kind of, it reminds me of in the Bible, I think Peter looked back at the disciple whom Jesus loved and said, what about him? And Jesus said, worry about yourself, really. And... Like, if I want him to live forever, what's that to you? you know? Right. So it's, um, it, it just, when I was younger, I had, like, my mother's idea of wanting to save my friends. 
but meanwhile, I was crazy. Yeah. I needed to save myself. Yeah. That's a very, very good point. That's just another idea, a part of the imagination. Very good point, man. I'm going to start saying that one. Because that's what it is. If I didn't have a Bible in China, if I never heard about God, if, how would I know, right? And it's all thinking. God is already with you. If you start looking at you, and your pain can make you look at yourself. Now, most people love their pain, though. But if you really want to know, you'll know him. This is just another idea in the head. All ideas must disappear. You must live a thoughtless life. Get rid of thinking. It's so practical. And you don't live by that. That's a tool. All right? Um, as for disadvantages and unfortunate, they don't exist. Those are just made-up words. So somebody can get a good feeling, a sad feeling, which is a good feeling for them, or a happy feeling, they think they're better. Oh, that person's so unfortunate. I'm better. Huh? Remember, like, back in the day, how to pity somebody would be, like, the worst thing you could possibly do to somebody? It was not to allowed. To give them pity, like, you, the worst thing for you, to happen to you would be for someone else to pity you. Yes. It's all made up words. We have to overcome words. And you will in the light. You will overcome words. All right? So when you're out there on the streets ministering to the Christian, Bible Thompson, those people that are taking your money and your food, they don't care. Really. And you will see when to do it because they will ask you. They will come to you for the truth. All right? So no such thing as disadvantaged or unfortunate people. All right? Um... So do the silent prayer and watch. That's all you have to do. Nothing else is required. Stop comparing yourself to others. Don't try to be like anyone and treat everyone the way you would like to be treated. And you will, naturally. You won't judge. All right? Uh, go and forgive your mama and your father. Ain't no other way around it. You must see that you have this anger and you must forgive if you want to enter into the kingdom. And all ideas would disappear. Um, the women's forum this Thursday night. This is the third Thursday, right? Uh, at 7 p.m. for ladies only. And any other announcement? No. no. Okay. So do the silent prayer and watch. All right? It's going to be amazing. And when you get the pain, let it flow through. Don't worry about it. It's not you. You're not your mind. You're not your body. You're not the pain, the emotions. Good or bad. Uh, don't forget to go to rebuildingaman.com slash donate in order to donate. You can't do it on YouTube. Also, uh, buymeacoffee.com slash JLP talk. Right? Amazing. I hope this helped a little bit. For those who are seeking, it's in you. You already have it. But you got to work on you and you got to do it alone. You can't take anyone with you. All right? Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for... Amazing fellowship today. Thank you.